from gut-wrenching Pueblo, Colorado, it's another thrilling episode of Carrie Fox Live. They were bust in by the Koch brothers, who were especially angry, apparently, that a black man became president. Some of them protesting outside of the healthcare debates, one in which the president participated, who was wearing a gun. Why? Because he could. This America, I'd wear a gun. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. I'm telling you, this may very well be this may very very well be the most frightening, terrifying episode of the show we have ever had. Woo! Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. It's Carrie Fox Live, a futile attempt to promote truth and common sense in a world gone mad. Mad! Just me and my drunken stupor pontificating upon the hypocrisies of our time. Futilely, in fact, futilely, <laughs> terrifying, absolutely terrifying, uh, the stuff that, the news that has occurred uh, over the weekend, absolutely, I, 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 I just, it's hard, it's difficult to put it into words, how terrifying, how scary it all is, but this, uh, I'm telling you, in the Republican presidential field, terrifying stuff over the weekend, not coincidentally, I don't believe, because of the season, you know what I mean? Weird things happen uh, during Halloween and, and over this this, this season, the, the the winter solstice, as it were. I, I don't know anything about it, but it sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> and that seems to be the running theme that we have regards the presidential field, especially over the weekend. Is just if you it, you may not have any factual proof, and this this is an ongoing thing, by the way. You may not have any any proof. At all, you may not be able to cite one single reference of history or uh, one fact or, or anything, uh, one number, one, one statistical, nothing. You, get, you may be able to, it's just crazy. You, you, you may not be able to do any of that, but you can say it anyway. Say it anyway, whether you know for a fact it's true or not. This is the Republican way of doing things, especially if you believe it. And I mean, you really believe it? Uh, Michelle Bachman, for instance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Michelle Bachman, Bachman, she believes what she says. And that makes her more convincing. And so she says things. The reason she comes off as a fruitcake is because she actually is a fruitcake. A crazy fruitcake who says crazy things. And a lot of them are, are that way. Okay? I, I mean, on and on. But this is... Absolutely the most scary episode, just the most terrifying things that happened over the weekend since the end of last week. Just right in time, right in time for Halloween. Blah, blah. Oh, and you see, we're, we've got the running theme now. We're going, and there it is. There's our theme. Okay. I believe very appropriate, yes, for the day, for the show. <laughs> and we're going to start off with, I think, what has got to be the scariest the scariest thing possible, which is, that's right, we're going to have another front runner in the Republican 
presidential field. Why? Because the Herman Cain is now uh, known as a serial, serial something or other. We don't know what he is yet. <laughs> it's serial though. And yes, an, uh, an argument can be made for Fruit Loops. Okay. Uh, but according to Politico, and this is an exclusive by Politico, the Herman Cain uh, was head, when he was head of the National Restaurant Association, a post he held from 1996 to 1999. At least two female employees complained to colleagues and senior association officials about inappropriate behavior. And according to political sources, uh, the women left the lobbying group after signing agreements that provided them with financial payouts but prohibited them from talking about the reasons for their departure. That's right, they were paid off, paid off by the Herman Cain. And the Cain spokesman, of course, the spokeshole has acknowledged to Politico that he was familiar with certain old and tired allegations, but insisted that the matter was settled amicably among all parties many years ago, which, of course, means that they were paid off. They were paid off. <laughs> and according uh, to the report, uh, multiple incidents, among them being conversations allegedly filled with innuendo, or personal questions of a sexually suggestive nature taking place at hotels during conferences, motivational speeches, right? And uh, at other officially sanctioned restaurant association events and at the association's offices, there were also descriptions of physical gestures that were not overtly sexual, but that made women who experienced or witnessed them uncomfortable. And that they regarded as improper in a professional relationship. The Herman Cain in trouble. An unconventional sort of campaign uh, that is being run. Uh, it, you know, he's basically what he's doing is uh, promoting his book and chasing tail. Okay. So there you go. And says he, he don't want no show. That's what he said on uh, Fox. That's what Because people are accusing him of not being serious about running for president. All right, not being serious. And uh, and he claims he is serious. He's serious about this stuff. When he talks about a moat, he's serious. When he changes his stance on abortion five times, he's serious. And when he um, chases tail, he gets him. No, and he pays him off. Okay, so that that's what we're waiting on now. So that means probably another front runner, don't you think? And we're running out of front runners. Ron Paul, I do believe, maybe next. Uh, Gingrich is in there. He's hanging in there. He's showing up as a third uh, and a high third at that. Double digits now for Newt Gingrich in the Republican field. Rick Santorum, he hasn't had his day in the sun yet, or in the stray jacket or whatever. Now, he has had his Google, his number one Google ranking for Santorum in the, the definition. So look it up if you want to know what Santorum means. All right, it's the number one result. Type in Santorum, Google it, and you will see of which I speak. So scary stuff indeed, because we are going to get another front runner, but we don't know which one it's going to be. We've been through, uh, well, Donald Trump never officially started, but we've been through Michelle Bachman, we've been uh, Rick Perry, and Mitt Romney's still hanging in there, but nobody really likes him and all that. <laughs> it's wide open, dude, wide open. For Rick Santorum or Ron Paul or whatever the hell's coming up next. Huntsman's still hanging around. You've still got John Huntsman hanging around. 
And uh, he's a Mormon, too, so the odds are evening out a bit uh, once Herman Cain is out of the way. And it's okay because he's made plenty of money from his book. Now, he's still not done. He's still not done. He is still spewing. And he is still spewing with venom and vengeance. And it's and see, here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is getting creepy. Uh, the coincidence is really getting creepy, I'm telling you. <laughs> the Herman Cain. Uh, over the weekend, smeared Planned Parenthood. He's accusing the group now, believe it or not, of genocide. He says the goal is to kill black babies. Oh! Oh, my God! Yes. And and he's reiterating this on Face the Nation. GOP presidential bookseller Herman Cain claimed that Planned Parenthood wants to kill black babies and is part of an organized effort to commit genocide against the black community. Because you said Planned Parenthood was trying to put all these centers into the black communities because they wanted to kill black babies before they were born. You still stand by that? I still stand by that. Do you have any proof that that was the the objective of Planned Parenthood? If people go back and look at the history... You don't need it. So if you go back and look at the history, secondly, look at where most of them were built. 75% of those facilities were built in the black community. And Margaret said words. She didn't use the word genocide. But she did talk about preventing the, the, the increasing number of poor blacks in this country by preventing black babies from being so, born. So it's you would not Holocaust. see any advantage to having young Holocaust, Holocaust. Uh, get counsel and advice that, uh, that Planned Parenthood could give them. I mean, with so many, there are a lot of centers that offer sincere counseling sincere. rather than Planned Parenthood claiming to be those centers when in fact they would rather for the young lady to come in and say they want to get an abortion and facilitate that. Plenty of centers out there genuinely do that. What I'm saying is Planned Parenthood isn't sincere about wanting to try to counsel them not to have abortions. I mean, this doesn't make any sense. Okay, statement about the location, first off, of Planned Parenthood clinics wildly inaccurate in other words it's a freaking lie okay now according to a study by um oh i don't know what institute this is i've got mocker i don't fewer than one in ten abortion clinics are located in predominantly african-american neighborhoods or those of which the majority of residents are black it's a lie what he said it's just a lie no basis in fact. It's just, it's just not, it's just a lie, okay? There's no other, other way to describe it. Whoa, whoa. Genocide, come on, how much sense does this make? Now, uh, PolitiFact previously evaluated uh, that claim that Planned Parenthood was created to kill black babies and deemed it a ridiculous, cynical play of the race card, of course. In 2004 and 2006, Cain led a radical group that produced radio advertisements accusing Democrats of wanting to kill black babies. And Kane himself provided the voiceovers for some of those ads. Now let me tell you what's so nuts about this latest thing here uh, against Planned Parenthood. First off, it's politically correct if you're a right-wing nutjob to be against Planned Parenthood, uh, which provides health care basically for women, poor women, and uh, they want to get rid of that. You see, you want to help poor women get health care by eliminating health care for poor women. Another one. 
This is another one, a nut job thing they come up with, okay? So he, he wants to demonize Planned Parenthood. That's politically correct if you're a right-wing nut job uh, seeking out the Republican presidential nomination. But isn't this the same guy who said that blacks were on the Democratic plantation and were being brainwashed by the Democrats? Now, in voting Democrat, a little bit tricked into voting Democrat. Why would Democrats want to get rid of that? Why would they want to genocide black people in order to get rid of their constituency? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, my goodness, they can't be stuck on the plantation. <laughs> and, and the Democrats want to commit genocide against the black people. Going after their, I mean, come on, make up your mind, Herman. This station presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. Costumeless Teenage Halloweener. Mr. Costumeless Teenage Halloweener. You're too old for costumes, but too young to resist free candy. So you don a hooded sweatshirt, grab an empty pillowcase, and start ringing doorbells at 9.30 p.m. And you don't even say trick or treat. You've got us by the short hairs, Mr. Costumeless Teenage Halloweener. Because if you don't get a Snickers bar, we'll get a dozen eggs smashed against our final siding. You're a little extortion. And don't even think about smashing our pumpkins. Where do you live anyway? So the next time you're power washing pumpkin pieces off your car because you said no to four pimply thugs in street clothes, raise your hose and salute to Mr. Costumeless Teenage Halloweener, a real American hero. Mr. Costumeless Teenage Halloweener. My monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It caught on in a flash He did the match He did the monster match From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast the ghouls all came from their humble abodes To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flag They did the mash They did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun The guests included wolf Dracula and his son The scene was rocking All were digging the sounds Igor on chains Backed by his baying hounds The coffin bangers Were about to arrive With their vocal group The Crypt Kicker Five They played the match They played the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash They played the match It caught on in a flash They played the match they played the monster mash Out from his coffin Rex's voice did ring Seemed he was troubled by just one thing Opened the lid and shook his fist and said Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash It's 
Now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool. Drax's a part of the band, and my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what is said. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. And yes, the House of Horrors continues. After President Obama announced that he uh, is ending the Iraq war, as he promised in his campaign for president, that he would end the Iraq war. And now that it's ending, virtually all of the Republican presidential candidates piled on. They're piling on stealth in criticizing the move of ending the war. Even though two-thirds of Americans oppose the war, the candidates are piling on. Mitt Romney called the decision an astonishing failure. Yes, driven either by naked political calculation or sheer ineptitude. uh, Representative... Michelle Bachman, our ah! Minnesota also called it a complete failure, while Rick Santorum said the U.S. had lost the war in Iraq. So who do you think President Obama? No, George W. Bush. Yes, because it was his agreement. All right. And a Texas Governor Rick Perry, R, for ridiculous, is saying that the president was flat out irresponsible for bringing the troops home because he argued... It is putting our kids' lives in jeopardy. What do you think of President Obama's uh, plan to pull all U.S. troops out of Iraq by the end of the year? Well, I think any time a commander-in-chief, and I got a little experience here. I wore the uniform of our country as a pilot in the United States Air Force. Uh, I also am the (laughs) commander-in-chief of 20-plus thousand uh, American National or Texas National Guard troops that we loan to the federal government on a pretty regular basis. The The idea that a commander-in-chief would stand up and signal to the enemy, a date certain of which we're going to pull our troops out, well, I think wait is irresponsible. Just a minute, Rick. You need to be talking to your commanders in the field. You need to be working with uh, <laughs> the experts who understand what's going on in those countries, for uh-huh. instance. The we need to finish our mission in Iraq and Afghanistan. You better believe I want our kids home as soon as we can and say, but to give that signal that we're going to pull them out is really bad public policy. More importantly, it's putting our kids' lives in jeopardy. From my perspective, he has lost his standing from the standpoint of being a commander-in-chief who has any idea about what's going on in in, in those theaters. He's (laughs) he's making mistakes that are putting our kids uh, that are in theater and I think future um, issues dealing with, whether it's in the Middle East or whether it's in the South China Sea, uh, with our allies, putting all of that in jeopardy because of this unwavering, uh, or, or I should say this wavering or this aimless approach to foreign policy. This is this aimless approach to foreign policy. This guy is talking right out of his butt. I mean, I've seen some stuff, I've heard some stuff, but this guy directly, out of his anus, this stuff is coming. I mean, just, you don't give a date certain. Tell that not to the president, tell that to the previous president who set the date. 
My God. I mean, the date set by George W. Bush, the agreement honored by our current president, Barack Obama. Now, some senior military officials have been calling for a drawdown in Iraq since 2009. It's hard to see how bringing soldiers home jeopardizes their safety. Uh, It's, you know, nutty stuff. It's also worth noting that if pulling our troops at the end of 2011 is a signal to the enemy, as Perry claims, it's President George W. Bush who is the guilty party. Bush signed an agreement with Iraq to withdraw the troops by the end of 2011, which is coming up now, and Obama is carrying that out. The foreign policy thing in general that this uh, know-nothing is talking about, what, what is he talking about? He's uh, Our president, he's carried out our previous commitments, he's kept his campaign promises, he killed Osama bin Laden, and he eliminated Muammar Gaddafi. All foreign policy achievements never carried out by a Republican president, but by a Democrat. Now, continuing a war to keep our soldiers and our young people out of harm's way, that's uh, that's what the guys say. The way to keep these very people, these young people, who are uh, defending our democracy by being in Iraq, I guess, uh, to keep them in Iraq in order to keep them safe. That's what he's proposing. Okay, that's what he's saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, There are many positions like this in the Perry camp and, uh, of course, in the camps of the other presidential candidates. And I'll just give you a quick rundown. These are just a few, by the way. Saving Social Security by eliminating it. Uh, Taking care of seniors by ending Medicare. Uh, Endorsing endorsing charity and feeding starving people, the starving people of our nation, by eliminating food stamps. Uh, Repairing our infrastructure by ignoring the disrepair of our infrastructure, helping our young people compete for jobs in the global economy by stopping any aid for higher education. On and on it goes. Another good one is the way they want to enhance our very youngest of people in this country by cutting the Department of Education, by eliminating the Department of Education. Uh, now, this uh, idea that I'm going to talk about here, that, that this is uh, another scary thing, but it's also true. All right, this idea actually has an argument you can make. All right, and Michelle Bachman made it. Yes, yes, on the issue of school bullying. All right, she believes, Michelle Bachman believes, for instance, that we can even stop school bullying. All we have to do is stop funding schools. All right, that's it. That's it. This will stop school bullying, and she's right. You eliminate the Department of Education. You eliminate schools. We will have it. It works out. Less schools, less school bullying. All right. This is the brilliant stuff that we're up against. All right. The scary, brilliant stuff. And yeah, I mean, this argument actually has merit. I mean, you can't argue that the soldiers are safer staying in Iraq. You can't make that argument. Not really. All right. Then getting them out is is not as safe as them staying there. That really doesn't work. For, it doesn't work for me. I don't think that really works. It doesn't really work. And um, this one, however, does have merit. You can decrease school bullying if you decrease the number of schools. I mean, it's kind of tough to argue with that one, right? I mean, that does, she does make a valid point. So uh, that is an issue. I'm not going to address that because if your goal 
is to eliminate schools and you eliminate the Department of Education and you eliminate chances for students in this country, well, that is the way you accomplish it. You eliminate the Department of Education. What would you do for the bullying situation in schools? Yeah, the bullying. What, what well, about that? Uh, I think that that is an issue that needs to be handled at the local level. Yeah. I actually want to end the Federal Department of Education yeah. because I want to yeah. keep those oh, decisions yeah. at the local level. Keep those decisions um, at the local so level. So what I want to do is make sure <laughs> that all that money goes back to the states. So is she pro-bullying? And then I want the states okay. to decide. Right. But I okay. think it's up the to the parents. Decide. Oh, parents. To insist with the local school district the parents. That, that while their child is in the care of the local school, uh -huh. that the schools stand up. But what I want to do is empower the parents. Well, that, I really want to empower parents. parents. Okay, parent power, parents are here. Well, it's going to be kind of difficult if you eliminate the Department of Education for schools to be able to stand up. We'll have less schools. And again, again, I don't, you know, you cannot argue with that. Less schools means less school bullying. I can't argue with that one. <laughs> so you eliminate the Department of Education, and see, she she has a novel idea. Uh, what would you do to stop school bullying? Well, I wouldn't stop it. I'd leave it up to the local communities and the parents. If they want to continue school bullying, then that's up to them. And Herman Cain would agree with that, I think. I think most Ron Paul would agree with that. Uh, so there are candidates who believe as she does. And I can't even touch this argument about eliminating the Ed Department of Education on the subject of decreasing school bullying because I think that is the way to do it. That's the way you do it for sure. You don't educate the kids, you get rid of the schools and the school funding. So therefore, therefore, it's up to the parents and local communities to decide whether or not they want to have school bullying. Now, in southern Mississippi, for instance, they might want that. You know, in the mid-state area, they, they might want that there. I know for a fact they're going to want it in Kansas. And there are other places, there are other hotbeds of pro-school bullying type situations. But even there, if you eliminate the Department of Education, you will decrease school bullying because you will eliminate schools. Bravo to this, this new technique. <laughs> you can eliminate uh, the fact uh, that government can't keep up with helping people at all if you cut taxes. And you drive people to the street and to cardboard boxes and homeless shelters and whatnot. No, you wouldn't have the homeless shelters unless that community wanted to have the homeless shelters or could afford to have the homeless shelters. And, of course, they could not have the tent cities because that's ugly. That's urban blight. You don't want that. <laughs> and see, here we go. Here, there it is again. That means there's one more terrifying incident. Is that crazy? One more terrifying Halloween incident and it was uh, it happened on Friday night and Rick Perry raised eyebrows with a speech performance in Manchester New Hampshire that was unusually expressive it was awful it was scary oh my god Shannon and you I, I can't stand here in front of this crowd and, and not uh, just you know love on you a little bit and thank right. you for what you do and for those of you that put this great right. evening together, all of you, and uh, I, I'm with her. Write your checks. Um, gold is good. The guy's high. Um, Tell if, it. If you got any in the backyard? Because you know, out of it, man. If, if they print any more money over there in Washington, the gold's gonna be good. <laughs> and she will take it. Now, see, the drugs are a bourbon. She will drunk. take I, it. 
You know, that's, yeah. you gotta love that, right? Yeah, all right. All right. Barbecue. I come, that's barbecue. I come from a state, you know, where um, right. they had this little place called the Alamo, and they declared victory or death. You know, we're kind of into those slogans, man. It's like live free or die, victory or death. Yeah. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it on. <laughs> You know, I love talking about freedom. All right, it devolves from this point onward. Some dollars, and I, I called it. Broadway. Everybody's got a little slogan, right? Now, now. And he's just mumbling <laughs> nice now. Cut, balance, and grow. This goes on for eight minutes. Get that. Yeah. Cut balance, and grow. this government, balance that budget, grow the economy. There's and uh, it, it, it's pretty simple, actually. <laughs> I mean, the guy is almost asleep here. Or you can stay in the old system out there. Right, right. Uh, Senator, you know, the, the ones that want to stay in the old system, pay the lawyers, pay the accountants. I'm telling you. <laughs> These people are nuts. They're going to get us all killed. All right, Kerry Fox Live brought to you by frugalandfree.com. And I did want to pass this on to you that uh, we are, I uh, have decided that we're going to go ahead and do a dot com. Yes, but we're going to do it the same way we did last time. So nothing will change except a brand new version of WordPress, which should give us the uh, ability to actually find out how many people are listening. We've been at uh, Podomatic now for eight months, is it? I don't think we've had an accurate reading yet. We've been number one. We've been number 102. Uh, in fact, the days that we put out a show are the days that we're least listened to. So figure that one. I don't, I don't know. But you can get, it's just all screwed up, and you can't get an accurate, you've either number one or you're number last. And it, it, it doesn't have any rhyme or reason. It could go on from one day or to the next. 50 downloads, no downloads, 50 downloads, no downloads. So we don't know what Pot- Potomatic is doing, and we don't care. <laughs> I'll keep it there, but you know what? We're going to start our own .com again. We've got our domain name. We just have to figure out how to get WordPress onto it and take it from there. And, and we'll be able to accurately accurately count the listenership, and I will accurately report it. All right? Thank you very much for letting me spew as I do. We're at Twitter, Facebook, all kinds of good stuff. Until next time, this is Kerry Fox saying, The foulest stench is in the air. The funk of 40,000 years and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. Great fun. <laughs> Great banger. Cut. Okay. All right.